Candid, captivating, compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Listen in as Dr. Dina, medical marijuana pioneer and inspiration for the award-winning TV series, Weeds, shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential with your host, Dr. Dina. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have a really exciting guest, a really exciting show, and some pretty wacky news. Let's start off with our funny news, which I still just, every time I read this article, I burst out into laughter. So I'm going to try to hold it together. The storyline is a lawyer was cited after dropping a bag of marijuana in court. In New London, an attorney was in court on behalf of a client, and he was cited for possession of less than four ounces of marijuana after a bag of cannabis fell from his back pocket in the courtroom. Right, This guy was issued a citation on Tuesday afternoon, but earlier in the day, he dropped a bag containing about two ounces of cannabis on the floor, which I think is insane that this guy was able to get two ounces of cannabis in a courthouse, let alone able to drop it out of his back pocket. But this goes to show you that cannabis is being used by not just, um, you know, the neighborhood kids. This is being used by doctors and lawyers, managers, agents, um, people really across the board. But what I found to be the most funny part of this whole story was he claims that the cannabis wasn't his, of course, and that one of his client's children actually was in possession of this and he confiscated it from the child and was holding it because he was going to meet the parent later on in that day and use the cannabis as evidence to confront the child. And I think we all know that when I heard that, I, I thought to myself, gee, I think I've used that excuse before when I got caught, but I never dropped cannabis two ounces on the floor of a courthouse. Um, I've heard stories about people getting caught bringing cannabis into the courthouse, but I've never actually heard of someone dropping two ounces on the floor um, during court. So I definitely had to share that with you guys. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Um, This next topic is in Washington state, the city of North Bonneville did something really different. The city decided rather than giving out cannabis uh, licenses to just random folks, they were going to apply for one themselves. So the city of Bonneville, Washington, actually owns their own dispensary. They just opened, I guess they cleared about $8,000 their first day. And the residents are really split. The questions are, do we feel that this is something that is appropriate in our city for our city to be doing since it's federally illegal? And on the other hand, you have people saying the amount of tax money we're going to be bringing into our city is so wonderful. Not only does it save us money, but it it elevates our entire environment that we live in. And so I think that's really exciting. And I would hope that, you know, more city officials start looking at cannabis, realizing, you know, this is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. How could we open this and take this further? And how can we make our city a nice chunk of money and keep everyone happy? And this is certainly a way to do it. Third, I had an interesting article that I found online And of all places, it was, well, Fox News is now reporting cannabis more than ever, which I find really very interesting. But the the next thing is, there are people like in Bonneville, North Bonneville, Washington, who are confused saying, how do we 
<clears throat> how do we talk to our children about cannabis when the city is selling it, but the federal government is saying it's bad? How do we talk to our kids? How do we explain that cannabis might be okay for some people, not for them? But then an interesting article came out in the Daily Mall, and that was, would you rather your child tried cannabis or alcohol? And a leading pediatrician, and he happens to be a father as well, said that he would actually prefer his children to not do either one, but if they had to do one or the other, he would prefer that they chose pot. And I thought that was really interesting because here's a doctor, and this doctor is obviously very aware of the dangers of alcohol and what alcohol really does to a body and the abuse that comes along with it. And he has also seen, I'm sure, patients that use pot or cannabis, as I like to call it. And to me, the fact that we have pediatricians now coming out saying, you know, it's the less of both evils. Um, I think that more people need to have this conversation with their kids. The federal government is ultimately the problem we have here that's causing problems. It's snowballing down the line because the federal government puts out this image saying cannabis is not okay. Cannabis is federally illegal. Cannabis has zero medicinal purpose. Um, and we know that this is false. And so when you have a government preaching something where everyone knows this is a lie, this is not the truth, how are we supposed to believe our government when they say anything else? For me, I have a hard time believing Obama when he talks about anything because I know that he has damaged medical cannabis. There have been more raids under Obama's administration than President Bush, and that is disturbing. So we really need to look at this and say the federal government is causing these problems. Once the federal government is able to reschedule cannabis, we could put out the message to our kids that cannabis is not this evil, evil scapegoat that we've been making it out to be for all these years. This is just a plant and it's not for everyone, but it's something that you can enjoy for uh, adult use as an adult, it's not for kids. However, now I'm going to take it another level. What do you do when you have a child who has a debil debilitating condition, for example, cancer or a seizure condition? And what if they're not responding to the traditional pharmaceuticals? Well, this is really scary. This is something we have to think about. If we know that cannabis has a chance to help your child, don't you think you'd want to try it? Well, a lot of parents nowadays are becoming increasingly more open to this conversation. And now that you have pediatricians coming out and saying, hey, I'd rather my kid tried pot over alcohol if they were at a party, you know, this is sending a message that this scary, scary plant has really been in disguise the whole time. And it's really just a friendly plant that wants to help out. And there are so many different parts of this friendly plant that we have never been able to really research because the federal government has made it into this evil plant. The only place that will distribute cannabis for testing is the University of Mississippi. And they grow all the cannabis that's tested federally in these special tests to usually determine that cannabis is bad for you. Um, there are very few doctors that have been allowed to test cannabis um, for a positive reason, to show something positive. And those doctors have all gotten wonderful results. The, ir the irony here is that the cannabis that was provided for their tests were very, very low-grade cannabis. These people at University of Mississippi are not marijuana experts. They don't know how to grow this cannabis. They just water it. They don't give it the right nutrients that they need it to, to grow to become a super plant with super medicine. And they are providing, on average, uh, I believe the THC and, and the CBD levels were about 4%. 
And if you were to walk into a collective, let's say in Los Angeles, and you were to purchase, you know, a nice, good quality, top shelf cannabis, your THC is probably going to be over 20%. And so if we were able to test on the products that's actually being sold in these dispensaries, I believe truly that we would be getting much better results in the testing of killing cancers or helping seizure disorders. But for now, we have to to rely on the cannabis given by the University of Mississippi, and our results aren't the best. They really aren't. I feel that they can be better, and I think that this also holds cannabis back as a whole. But there are a group of parents now who have decided to step out into the forefront, out of the shadows, and try cannabis for their children. And there are a lot of children out there right now that traditional pharmaceuticals are failing them. And it's really one of the saddest things I've ever seen is to see a child who's already suffering from multiple seizures on a daily basis. And as you know, when you have a seizure, that many seizures a day, you stop breathing for a certain period of time. And after a while, you're getting lack of oxygen to the brain and it causes brain damage. And every seizure is more brain damage on top of more brain damage. And then they put these kids on these pills And these pills are making them into zombies and they're still having seizures and their quality of life is in the toilet and their parents' quality of life is in the toilet. And that's just not a way to live. And there are amazing, amazing accomplishments in the cannabis industry in the last decade. And nowadays, the concentrated oil that is made from the cannabis plant is really showing positive um, effects and These children are responding with fabulous results when they're taking this cannabis oil and they're actually able to wean themselves off of the traditional pharmaceuticals. And by doing that, they're actually much more aware. They're awake. They're happy. They're playing. They're eating. They're living like a normal child. And their parents are able to experience having a normal child. And the worry of having a seizure every 30 minutes is going away down to one a day, maybe one a week. There are children with cancer that I actually was approached by um, some parents that are located um, in the U.S. and their child was diagnosed with a tumor behind his eye and he's six months old. Chemotherapy causes you to become extremely toxic and cannabis oil has been known to prevent the body from going to toxic levels. I've had these parents actually come out and and see a doctor in California and get their doctor's note. They acquired the correct type of medicine. And with that type of medicine, they've been treating their child. Their child has actually been able to tolerate chemotherapy and um, have, have fought these tumors and are doing wonderful. But the next person that, that, is going to come on as our guest. His name is Brandon Krenzler. He's a good friend of mine. He is also known as Canadad and also known as the father of one of my favorite patients, Brave Michaela. And Michaela is a nine-year-old girl suffering from, well, she was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia. I know I'm butchering that. Um, and Brandon's going to be on in a minute when we come back. We're going to talk all about Michaela, the different types of treatment out there, Um, And Brandon's been wonderful. He's been helping all these parents all over the country and giving them advice on how to save their children, essentially. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to be joined with Brandon Krenzler, Canada dad, brave Michaela's dad. So don't go away. We will be right back. 
Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina will continue after a word from our most confident sponsors. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at CarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Dr. Dina is back with more Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. And next we have our guest, Brandon Krenzler, my good friend, Canadad, Brave Michaela's dad. And he is here. Brandon, how you doing? So excited you joined us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure to connect with everybody and spread the good word. Let's introduce your background story with, with Michaela. So as we know, Michaela is nine years old. So that means uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago, Michaela was diagnosed. Let's tell me more because I'm going to butcher everything. Okay. In 2012, in July, Michaela was uh, diagnosed with T-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia. It's a particularly rare and aggressive form of childhood cancer um, that doesn't always respond well to chemotherapy protocols or radiation protocols. It takes a mixture, a cocktail, if you will, of pharmaceutical drugs and therapies to help issue a remission. When she was diagnosed, we first started with her usual protocols um, that they prescribed with chemotherapy and steroid therapy. Uh, for about two weeks, her oncologist approached us, approached us and asked us if we would consider a bone marrow transplant and full body and cranial radiation because her lymphoblast or cancer cell count was not decreasing the way it should. Um, we argued with them about radiation and told them that it's not something we were interested in. We did a lot of research and we felt that the benefits did not outweigh the risks. Instead, we asked them for a, a note that said her diagnosis and we took it to the Hemp and Cannabis Foundation in Portland, Oregon and got her an organ medical marijuana card and immediately began a, a regimen of high-potency cannabis oil that people call RSO or Rick Simpson oil and six Days later, her oncologist approached us after her test and said that he was baffled that she was in a miraculous remission and he couldn't explain why, but they were going to continue on with what they're doing because obviously it had worked. Little did they know we had been giving her oil. And so her mother, Erin, and I decided that cannabis oil is actually most likely the reason why she was able to 
gain her remission from her leukemia. That's pretty incredible. Uh, you know, this, that short amount of time to, to bounce back so quickly. How did you hear about cannabis oil, you know, RSO, the treatment from the beginning? Uh, well, I myself have been involved in the industry in a number of ways since I was young. About four to five months before Michaela was diagnosed, a patient that I had been working with, uh, an older man, had lung cancer. And ever since he started smoking cannabis, his, his cancer in his lungs hadn't grown anymore. And so we were curious as to why that would be. And we started doing research into potential anti-cancer effects of cannabis, not knowing of it at all. And we stumbled upon a great plethora of information um, involving, you know, Cashy Hyde, Rick Simpson, and a few others who were being public with their story. And so we sought out getting this oil for this man, and it, and it worked very well for him. It didn't cure his cancer, but it, it made his life much more bearable. And we decided that ourselves, as parents who were ever diagnosed with cancer, that we'd try that first. We didn't know that it'd be our daughter who was diagnosed a short few months later, but we believed that discovering that was part of this path, and, and I think that we took that path and, and did the right thing with her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I watched your documentary a while back on Vice on about stone kids. And I thought it was so amazing to see Michaela, just the amount of oil that she takes and how level headed and clear and not stoned she is. And I think that that fear of being high really scares parents. Um, it scares them away from the idea of cannabis. So what do you think? Do you think that Michaela gets high from this treatment? Oh, well, in the very beginning, she was very high. Uh, the psychoactivity of cannabis oil was very overwhelming for her, to be honest with you. Um, there's a couple of times when we ourselves as parents were like, ooh, are we doing the right thing? Um, that's because when you're treating cancer uh, with cannabis, you have to do very high-dose regimens. And... For a child who's never experienced any psychoactive substance, let alone cannabis, I mean, it can be very powerful. But at the same time, just as strongly powerful as this oil is, your body becomes tolerant very quickly. And after a a period of time, you no longer reach that same level of of cerebral effects. It becomes more of a body effect. You, You become tolerant of it and are able to consume much more than you were before. And we started Michaela on a, on a dose of about uh, 0.202 of a gram, very, very small, about a quarter of a grain of rice, and that got her, that got her stoned. Um, she eventually worked up to two, sometimes three grams of oil a day, but she would tolerate that very well. I'd say that it took about three months to gain a tolerance for her, and she's been there ever since. And now it's not that it gets her high. It's more like, she doesn't feel the negative effects of the prescription she has to take. So, I mean, there is a high there, but it's not, it's not as potent as it was once. Right. You know, Skyped with you guys and, and Skyped with Michaela, and she is a lovely, lovely young woman and very articulate and intelligent and I, did not strike me as someone who was stoned. And uh, I was very, very impressed. And so I know she has great parents who treat her, who teach her, you know, the truth. And uh, hopefully this dialogue that is being opened up around the world with children is going to continue because 
There are so many amazing benefits. What I found so interesting is everyone seems to have their own idea of how to treat these ailments. And just like you guys said, um, you would rather choose cannabis before the traditional treatments. They don't really want to tell the doctor no, but they want to do it in addition to their chemotherapy and radiation. And those children I've actually seen wonderful, wonderful results from. You know, we're still learning and I'm still at that point where as a consultant, I I don't want to tell them because I'm not a doctor. I can't say don't have radiation, don't have chemo. But after speaking to so many parents like you and Mike Hyde, um, it's become very apparent that this is the first option. You should definitely take this route first. And Here's my opinion on the matter. When you are looking at a child who has a debilitating condition, whether it's epilepsy, autism, ADHD, or cancer, cannabis oil is a first-line treatment. It's never too early nor too late. What happens is people get very scared of the psychoactivity of cannabis, and I have to tell people to think about if you have a child with epilepsy, you give them benzodiazepam. That gets them high. If you have a child with cancer, the chemotherapy or radiation therapy affects them in such a way where they sometimes require things like dilaudin and morphine, and those things get you high. This does get you high, but in a very positive way. It makes you happy. It gives you relief. They say laughter is the best medicine. Well, this makes you laugh, so it must be the best medicine. We don't tell people to quit all pharmaceutical drugs. That may not be appropriate for your child. A conjunctive therapy is more effective than no therapy. Always do your own research. We did. We turned down radiation because we learned that with leukemia, radiation is not as effective as cannabis oil. And, you know, the the fine gentlemen at, like, Boston Children's Hospital have been coming out with this research, and they don't even practice radiotherapy except in extreme conditions. Now, you know, there are things like brain cancer that do require radiotherapy sometimes, and that's when we tell parents to use oil right along with it. You'll have the benefits of both treatments without the side effects. Amazing, amazing. Well, listen, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss more with Brandon Krenzler, Canadad, Brave Michaela's dad. We'll be right back, so don't go away. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina will continue after a word from our most confident sponsors. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Setting fire to the stoner stereotype. Sparking up candid conversations with cannabis researchers, entrepreneurs, and advocates. Educator, author, and advocate Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the Cannabis Crusade. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. Dr. Dina is back with more Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. 
Welcome back to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. Thank you for joining us. We have my weed warrior of the week on today, Brandon Krenzler, whose daughter is Brave Michaela, and he's also known as Canadad. Um, just so you guys know, his website is www.canadad.blogspot.com. You definitely want to go on there, check it out. Brandon is really well-educated on this subject, and if you guys have questions, feel free to contact either myself or Brandon. We're, we're giving out the facts to parents, letting everyone know how to treat their kids. So, Brandon, while I have you on, I wanted to talk to you about dosing. And since you're kind of like the man who I call when it comes down to dosing, can you explain how you would take like a normal a gram of cannabis oil, like let's say, for example, for the six-month-old that we were treating. Um, remember I called you a little while back and I was just talking about him. Um, yeah. And you gave me a, a, a you know great information to, to give to his parents. Um, just talking about cutting down this, this oil, the RSO oil, with coconut oil. And yeah. talk when to me about the When it comes to dosing children, uh, we, we tend to ask parents to infuse the oil into what we call a carrier oil. Um, there's a few options for that. Our favorite is coconut oil. Coconut oil enhances the absorption of cannabis oil. Um, when you take raw cannabis oil, you absorb about 40% and waste the rest. Um, so we feel that losing that 60% of oil is hard on the pocketbooks and, and it's less therapy. So when you infuse it into coconut oil, not only are you getting the benefits of the median chain triglycerides, MCTs of the coconut oil, but it's taking more of the cannabis or cannabinoids up into your body than you would be without it. And it also allows you to take less of the oil at one time, thus preserving your stock, and it allows you to have multiple benefits when it comes to a kid, we take into consideration the age and the weight. Um, that's one thing that cancer treatments don't take into consideration. When you are diagnosed with cancer as a child, if you weigh 60 pounds, you're going to get the same exact therapy as a kid that weighs 120 pounds. It's based upon the age. So kids that are larger don't get the same benefits from that therapy as kids that are smaller. Kids that are smaller can sometimes get too much. When it comes to cannabis oil, there's a general dosing. You know, they say take one gram a day for 60 days. Well, that's not entirely accurate. Every single human being is different, and each human being's needs are different. The goal is to find what works and stick with that. And so we tend to tell people to start by taking one gram of cannabis oil and 20 grams of raw organic cold-pressed coconut oil and put the one gram of cannabis oil into the coconut oil on a low temperature on the stovetop until it infuses all together. And then when you would take one gram of that mixture, you would only be taking one twentieth of a gram of cannabis oil, but receiving the same amount of benefits as if you would take a half a gram of cannabis oil without the waste. And so we, when we do that, we notice that it not only helps the child nutritionally, but especially if they have epilepsy, it, it works very well with the ketogenic diet because part of the ketogenic diet is coconut oil due to the MCTs. And so, you know, when you start with that, you become tolerant of the oil at a, at a faster rate. And, and you're able to increase the dose. And when you do that, it also makes it available to be cooked with. So you could use your coconut oil in food items as well as taking it 
you know, orally. You can also use it topically. Every means of absorption is, is, is effective and necessary. And basically, we tell people, get as, get as many cannabinoids into your body at any given time that you can, and you'll feel the benefits. And so that's why we tend to tell people to take that route with the infusion of the coconut oil. That is awesome. And I do know that it's really helping people um, when they're infusing it rather than just taking it straight. And I, the results are, are dramatic. And that's what's so cool is, you know, we are all these these scientists, essentially, even though we never planned to be them. And all of this is a case study and we're learning more and more every single day. And just by sharing our stories, we're all learning new tricks to help people and spreading the word across the world. And I'm just so proud to call you my friend. And uh, I'm really excited about you know, the advances in, in how much you're helping all these children. And I definitely want to have you come back again um, on the show and, and be a guest another time. Um, but I, you really are a weed warrior, and I just want to thank you so much for everything that you're doing because you could have just easily treated your daughter and kept it privately to yourself and not told anyone, but instead you're putting it out and giving that message to others and letting them know they're not alone and we're here for them. We wanted to tell the world because the world needs to know this information. We knew it, and it helped. We want to help other people. I want everybody to take a second to visit Michaela's website, www.bravemichaela.com. Go check it out and tell, tell your friends and family about it because it makes cannabis a little more accepting in the minds of those who are close still. Absolutely. Well, I am just so honored to have you. And uh, I think that's it for our show today. So it looks like we're going to have to to wrap up because we're out of time. But I just want to thank you again and thank our producer, Brasco, because you rock for making this show happen. And uh, join us next week. We will be back with another edition of Cannabis Confidential with your host, Dr. Dina. Have a great week. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.